discussion prior to us just hitting record but you just hit record and just start asking us questions getting us going how's everyone's day going fantastic going going super solid day kicked off like a bottle rocket absolute bottle rocket great and uh it's pretty much proceeded to just continue itself this entire time there's been no breaks i'm going I'm, i'm literally leaving from work to rush to nassau coliseum to go to a long island nets game the enemy for you. Where's the Where's the Knicks G League team play? They're in. The Knicks are right? in the Westchester Knicks. They're up in oh, okay. Terrytown. Gotcha. As soon as you said that, I was I remembered. Okay. Cool. Everybody's having a great day. Big episode for the boys. Big episode for the kids. Have we started? Yeah. Joking. Yeah. <laughs> we are seven days out from opening day. We said it last week. It's our prediction show. Um, before we get started, make sure you like and subscribe. Toss us a review. Uh, send it to a friend. We got some good picks, I'm sure. I know Dennis was doing a lot of research today. I know Bill's going to come with some stuff like he always does. So, Just recklessness. Absolutely, and I'm, I'm super here for it because after talking, like I think last episode was even more eye-opening for me of that there are so many interesting things that can happen with the way the teams are set up right now. Yeah. Um, I think in years past, I think actually last year in particular, it was kind of cut and dry as to who we thought was going to be a solid team. Um, and I think there's a lot more interesting little changes and things that have happened, especially after the lockout. Um, and I'm, I'm super pumped to, to get rolling. So we, I put together a list of all the different things and, and predictions that I want to cover. Um, let's jump right into it. I'm stoked. So let's go. Kicking things off, Bill. Dennis, who do you guys think is going to be the AL MVP and why? So I'm going to let Dennis kick this off because I would like to start off the NL MVP. Okay. Well, I, I don't know. I thought we were going to start with the news because news was before everything. But No, we're going right in. Forget all the news. Forget news doesn't news. matter. This is our prediction show. Yeah. All right. So, Bill, you want to start with NL MVP. Do you want me to start off with that one then so we're all on the same page or – no, kick off AL MVP. I'll give you mine, and then when we start on L, I'll go. All right, so we threw him for a, a loop right well, now. I, Dennis I know, is confused. I, I he was threw not ready for a loop. I, was, I just got excited and went right to the predictions. Dennis, do you want me to do current news first? Will that make you feel better? I feel like it makes sense, but okay, I'm, I'm, cool. I'm ready to done, throw done, out my done, MVP cool. If you want. Get, get get yourself together for current news, guys. <laughs> this just in: uh, Albert Pujols signed back with the Cardinals for on a one-year deal to ride off into the sunset with his homies. Uh, Didn't they that. then score like 29 runs in the 1 game? 1 billion runs, yes. Like, have you seen more NFL scores for some teams in, in spring training than ever before? They scored more no. than the St. Louis Rams have the past few years. My Lanta, there's wow, been a, a lot Good going one. on. More than the Jets have quite often. Uh, yes, that happened. Awesome. Love it. Uh, I, we were kind of hoping that would happen last year. Just the, the little the, the final tour for the big three for the Cardinals. Uh, super cool. Uh, next in in uh, this week's current news, uh, the Blue Jays traded for Ramel Tapia, who made like I, I don't know if you know who that is. Nope, that's okay. Uh, he is a contact hitting left fielder from the Rockies, who is like actually a sneaky good player. Just being on the Rockies 
not much notoriety there. But Typical. Yes. But I just love that the Blue Jays are m- constantly making moves. Mm-hmm. And as much as it doesn't seem like an upgrade, it is from Randall Grichuk and the fact that Tapia is going to bring an extra 30 points on his average from where Grichuk is. Other than that, Grichuk has more home runs, but I think they, they reckon, don't need, they don't need that. They need contact. Exactly. And he's a good, good defender, base dealer. So sneaky good move by the Blue Jays. Loved it. Um, MLB dropped yesterday, kind of out of the blue, uh, the Home Run Derby X. Did you read about that? I, I have no news. I've been spending all my time for my predictions. Gotcha. Word. Okay, cool. So I'll give you a quick. You're, you're updating me real time. Love Excellent. This. Love that. Uh, okay, so the Home Run Derby X, they, they just put it out. They recognize that the Home Run Derby is the coolest thing we have yeah, for baseball. For sure. Uh, so, they're, so they're building on it. Just because of Pete. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to be a, a little different. Um, so the way it's going to be situated, they're going to it's going to travel. So they're going to Mexico City, Seoul, uh, South Korea. Um, where are the other two places? Uh, London and somewhere here. So they're going to be doing that. So they're going to have four teams. Okay, so it's going to be teams that represent the Red Sox, Yankees, Dodgers, and Cubs. No players from their team. It's going to be more of like celebrity-based. Got you. Um, and then it's going to be an interesting setup of the field. So the hitter is going to be on an elevated surface, like a stage. Okay. Pitcher will also be on a stage. Okay. Uh, like up off the field, so they'll just be the – the way they quoted it is the they're the main focus, so yeah. they're going to be treated as such. Um, field to play length of the field between 280 and 320 feet to center field. It's, um, it, it kind of looks like the polo grounds in terms of like okay. how skinny it's like organized. Um, the angle, the optimum field of play will be set at the angle of 45 degrees from home plate. So like wide, um, two raised targets in the outfield, 160 feet away from home plate and two raised targets immediately beyond the outfield fence, 20 feet high. There will be a catch zone, and there will, there's an outfield fence. So it looks, like, I guess they're just gonna go. They're gonna build this. Somewhere. They're they're playing a game. They're making a game. Right. So when I when I gave my like I, how we could pick up baseball yes. and make it gamified, they they listened to me. Yep. Fantastic. Again, the show is leading forward on being in the future with accidentally completely yep. accidentally. It, it happens. You know, just what are we gonna do? Occasionally, right. Next. The National City Connect jerseys, which I know. Both oh, of you are sweet a fan Jesus! Of. I did, I did take a pause. So me, me and Dennis had a a, a borderline euphoric. I won't get into other words R-rated that uh, connect with words, euphoric. Yes. Um, experience about those jerseys. Uh, I wish I wasn't a Mets fan. If I wasn't a Mets fan, I would own one of those. Uh, it was uh, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous with the with the cherry blossoms on it. They did an absolutely fantastic job. And what I did think was cool was they do have connection to the Washington Wizard, uh, Wizards jerseys that are also cherry blossoms and everything else. So both professional sports teams have a unified jersey color design. That's cool. Which I thought was pretty cool that they connected it. MLB was asked to actually do something with the NBA. I think that's like massive steps forward. I need that so badly. Um but yeah, I mean those those are beautiful. Soto looked fantastic in it. He sure did. Um, he'll look better when he's in the Mets City Connect jersey. Yep, hundred uh, percent. And I, and I like that they the the reasoning behind the cherry blossom. I thought that was really cool. I liked the 
the Red Sox when they did that too with the kind of the connecting with like an event and and uh, a, a more deeper reason behind it. Uh, I think that's important and uh, I think it's one of the better ones for sure. Um, my last thing before we jump right into our picks again, um, which Round I was two. just super fired up about. It's okay, Dennis. Sorry, <clears throat> Dennis. Uh, well, I just want to make sure we follow the show doc. It's all right. I got excited, what's man. What's the point of having a doc if we don't follow the doc? We had exactly, a doc. We Dennis. Had a different Dennis, doc. we talked about going being more off the cuff, all right, and that's what we did. But I'm just fired up because Hunter Green's going to be in the MLB finally, and we've been hearing about him forever. We know he's a beast, and watching him in spring training, he's dicing up people and i'm very excited for him for sure absolutely and that's it for today's current news updated all right i'll kick it off let's go dennis hit me (laughs) who is the al mvp al mvp i moved his jersey behind me um I'm wow! Gonna, ooh, I'm gonna go with Bo Bichette on this one. Um, mm. Obviously, that mm. is a curveball of epic proportions. I love that so much out of you, Dennis. Um, Tell me why. So Vladdy obviously is going to get a lot of the attention early on. Sure, but Bo's a better player. But overall, I think Bo is going to take another step this year, and he's just going to be an absolute monster. One of the stats that we talked about last year during the show was uh, runners in scoring position, what their OPS is. Mm-hmm. My man came way too I know, Dude, he spent a lot of time this morning, I'm telling you. <laughs> Bo last year, runners in scoring position with two outs. His OPS was uh, 1095. So clutch, clutch factor clutch right there. Gene. Blue Jays are going to win the World Series. Bo Bichette's going to be. Wow, you're jumping too far ahead. What happened to jumping around, Dennis? What happened, Dennis? Gosh darn it. I think we've made it clear. Continue on. Who is AL MVP to you? For me, and I love that Dennis went both Bo Bichette. I I had him as a lot of different things I was thinking about. I love that. Um, For me, it's going to be Shohei. Because, honestly, even if he does the same thing he just did, there's it can't be anyone else until it's not Shohei. It just for me it just it can't be. As much as I wanted it, I understand Bo, Vlad. There's a lot of people that could make their case for it, but in terms of being the most valuable, it's Shohei until it's not for me. Love it. I listen. I like both of your guys' picks better. I'm here just to stir the pot and to throw things stir out it, there. Stir it. Aaron Judge. Cool. Aaron Judge. Josh is going to Been on an absolute tear. <laughs> I know that he thinks Stanton is the guy who's going to be it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think Judge, if he doesn't get a contract sometime soon, he's going to put up some kind of like stupid offensive numbers uh, and put himself in a position to leave the Yankees in the in the in the wind uh, in the offseason if they don't do something. But I, I'm going with just for the symmetry of crazy. I, I'm going with Aaron Judge. I dig it. Listen, all good picks. That's what I'm saying. The AL for me. There's so many good people that could easily get it, but I just there's but such an added element in Otani. In the NL MVP race, there is only but one answer. There's Juan is. Soto. Yep. Juan Soto to me is gonna be the MVP. I thought he should have been the MVP last year. I want him to continue to drip it out, and I want him to keep telling the Nationals that he won't sign a deal with them so that they're forced to trade him. And then when the other team says, Will you sign this deal with us? he will say no. And they'll be like, then we can't do the trade. And it'll be forced that he has to get forced to the Mets. And it's coming. That's why they signed Canada to a two-year deal. It's why, you know, you got you got Michael Conforto lying about hurting his shoulder during a workout in January. You absolute liar. Nobody wants you for the money that you're asking for. You're going to end up signing for a sad amount. Sad amount. It's going to be a one-year deal for less than you would have gotten to the, with the Mets. 
and you and your agent look like the biggest joke in baseball. And I love it. I think he's coming back to the Mets, by the way. On no shot.com. Well, he, he's going to be on. And, and he's, signing you know for, he's signing for pennies on the dollar. Yes. And honestly, I think the only way they, bring, they they have room to bring him back is on a minor league contract, which would be the most embarrassing oh, thing. No shot. He, but he no wouldn't way. accept but that's but what I'm saying. He also, wouldn't accept there's it. There's a team out there that will sign him right. for more money. That's what I'm saying. He it just keeps be the telling Mets. everybody that he wants five years, $130 million. Didn't the Mets offer him five hundred? Yes, a hundred. They offered him a hundred. He turned it down. Brutal. Turned it down. Turned yeah. it down. Then he turned down a one-year qualifying offer for almost nineteen million dollars. Sure did. Turned it down. Turned it down. Now he can't find a deal to save his life. Like we're about to start playing baseball in a week. There's no smoke about anywhere he's going. Joke of a player. You know who's not a joke of a player? Juan Soto. Dennis, you're up. Uh, it's Juan Soto next. I also Ooh. had Juan Soto. Guys, <laughs> th- th- this that that was the easiest one going on. G baby, you're gonna kick it off. AL Rookie of the Year. Who we got? So this one was a this is a toughie for this me. This is tough. This yeah. is super tough. The AL in particular. Dennis said he he struggled more with the NL. I, I don't struggle there. I don't struggle there at all. Uh, so I'm gonna give you my I'm gonna give you my three, and I'll tell you where more I'm leaning. Uh, my top three was Julio Rodriguez, Bobby Witt, and Adley. Honorable mention was Torkelson. I don't I'm not 100 percent sure what his deal is. Yet. Cool. Um, I'm leaning towards. Bobby the most, but so who'd you pick? Bobby. I picked Bobby as well. Yeah. Uh, my biggest reason is I feel like he's going to get the full run. Yes. To go ahead and do it, uh, he plays a more premium position. Uh, Adley was my next choice. Adley to me has the next biggest shot uh, because he's going to play on TV against Boston and New York and all those other teams, and he's going to hit 30 home runs and be an absolute like nightmare fuel for the AL East. Yep. And people will start salivating over the fact that, you know, sometime soon they will trade him to a great team. Yep. Uh, the biggest question will be when. So I, I like yours. I'm on Bobby Witt. I just think at shortstop he's going to get a lot of run. Yeah. I, I was also just on Adley real quick. I'm also not sure when they're going to actually bring him to the show. They, so they get draft the picks if they bring him up. Right, no, I know. I, I but there's no way that. in hell they can keep him down. No, they, they, there's. He it, should he already should be baseball. on the. He should quit baseball. If they keep him, if he's not on the opening, he should quit. Because at that point in time, I'm never going to play MLB. For sure, uh, I would refuse ridiculous. to play AAA if I was him. For sure, like, refuse. Did you see the like? And I know. So this already the the stirring of sending people down and not making the um, pirates who you know nobody I guess really cares too much about the pirates in the in terms of all that but they their shortstop is a stud o'neill cruz already sent him down like but like he's opening day caliber everyone was shocked like why is he not well so the, the, again they get draft picks if a guy is in the running for the rookie of the year award so right. i think adley is going to be up from day one i hope so because they get benefits for him being up for the whole season your next best prospect, I understand manipulating the service time mm-hmm. because if you don't think he's going to beat out your other rookie for rookie of the year and he's not going to finish in the top two, three in the voting, mm-hmm. then it doesn't, you're not going to get any of the benefits of bringing him up. So if you're not going to get the benefits of bringing him up, manipulate, but they probably will keep him down for an entire year. That's a joke. Yep. Dennis, Dennis who we got? Uh, I went with uh, Spencer Torkelson. Um, lowest OPS he's had at any level is 881. And I just look at Detroit as a, uh, a better team overall than the two other guys that I had, which was uh, Adley and um, Bobby Witt. 
and the Orioles and the Royals, I look at lesser teams as Detroit. So I think just as an overall team environment, he's going to be in a better position to succeed. And that's what okay. I think hurts Torkelson to me, is if that's a team that actually thinks they can win some games and do anything, he's going to struggle to find more bets. Whereas Bobby, to me, has the clearest line to just go out there and swing, kid. But, you know, that that's the question. is I know that there was also talk that Torque could, could be the starting first baseman there. Yes. And then I don't know if that's actually happening. Same thing with Bobby. He could easily be the starting shortstop, at the easily starting catcher. Yeah. But is it going to be the case? Um, interesting that nobody said Julio Rodriguez. So, again, I, I it's not that I don't think he could be. Again, I just look at there's a lot of – and I think this goes back to why this one is more difficult. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good players who could win. Yep. There's, there's a lot of players on, on all of their teams. Like Adley Rushman the, the on the Orioles, the, the Grayson Rodriguez is – is a top 10 um, yep. prospect. Uh, the Tigers have Riley Green, who's also a top 10 prospect. Crazy. Um, but the easiest award to me is the NL Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Because of the two, there's only one guy who's going to win this, right? Stone Cold Lead Pipe Lock, Hunter Green. That is my pick as well. It can't not be Hunter Green. He's throwing 104, guys. He's yeah. destroying he, people. He is also, like, he is – the 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 heir to the throne of Shohei Otani. Yeah. Kinda. Like he's a he's a two way dude. Like he's swung at that level. And there is now a benefit to having him potentially do some of that. I know he's been hurt. I know that there's some things that have thrown off his career. Mm-hmm. But at one point in time, Hunter Green was the guy because of his ability to do both as oh, well. Yeah. And and throw Chet. I'm going Hunter. I th- I think he's he's old as dirt now too, right? And by old of dirt, old as dirt, I mean he's 22. Yeah, I mean <laughs> they got drafted out of high school. He's he's been like we've seen his his uh, highlight reel in the minor leagues and things. He's been major league ready for so long, but yep. like you said, injuries have injuries. prolonged him, and he has arrived. And I'm very excited to watch him destroy everyone. He's a he's Be the a, highlight for the Reds. He's an absolute animal. Yep. and he made 21 starts last year, right? He pitched Great. 106 innings last year. And 106 innings, he had 139 strikeouts. He only walked 39 people. That's ridiculous. My my point is that's that's like after not pitching since 2018. It's great. After not pitching since 2018, guys, super excited. Love um, it. I, I just I just don't know. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's easily him. Mm-hmm. I think it's easily him. I'd I, love I'd love to see him do both, but the 104 starter is yeah. I, I went with him at the end of the day, but the other guy I was looking at was uh, Bryson Stott. If he gets into mm-hmm. that lineup, I think it makes sense that he's, he has a chance. He's a good player. It's, it's Hunter. Good dude, too. I think people are just going to be, like, hyped that Hunter's back. He's going to get all yes. the stories. If he's good and he doesn't get hurt, like, it's everywhere. I mean, listen, he'll he'll go out and win games for the Reds, and then they'll just be terrible at everything else. It's okay. So that that's was, what I'm saying. That's the ju- thing working against him is the fact that that team is no, no. It's working for him. I think I think Jacob Degrom has opened up the world where you can be great as a pitcher and your team sucks, and your team can suck, and you can you can be good. Absolutely, the Felix Hernandez type of thing. <laughs> so, since I jumped to you for that one, who who's the uh, AL Cy Young Award winner for you? For me? Yeah. Uh, Noah Syndergaard. Uh, oh! <laughs> Whoa! So love that. So I think people have forgotten how good he is. When oh, he, actually he heard me plays. last week. I know he did. He um, heard me last week after I went on a rant on, off off air. Him. Off air. Yeah, but I, I legitimately believe he's got a chance to win the Cy Young if he stays healthy. So 
tons of respect. I did see his uh, first spring training start. He looked very good. Again, so, you almost awesome. forgot. You almost forgot. It's fine. Didn't forgot. Didn't didn't didn't, didn't forget. forget. Didn't forget. Just just want him to prove it. Who's your Who's your AL? So, oh, you want me? We go clockwise. Here. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I got Shane Bieber. Shane, Sugar Shane. Sugar okay. Shane. I really like him as a pitcher. He was hurt last year. Come back for a full season. Oh, I want him to be healthy because he is a strikeout machine. Just dominates. And also sneaky, Tristan McKenzie looked really good. Uh, so so again, for the, the for homie. the Guardians, they'll have a nice little staff there. So I have been I have been a big proponent of this player for a minute now. Yeah. Uh, on this show, and I think he's undersold in terms of the quality of him, and that is Jose Barrios, and I think that Barrios it has a shot at doing it. Okay. He's at that right age, 27, 28 years old. He's in that window of I'm gonna I can be good I could be great named opening day starter already names yep. the opening day starter yep. the the player on his team who had that position last year won the Cy Young award was not as good as him like there is a lot for me moving towards him being the guy top five in ERA last year yep and and he was consistent whether he was in Minnesota or whether whether he was in Toronto yeah, his on. ERAs were relatively in the same ballpark. Um, I just look at it for, for me. If you look at his FIP, that was actually better when he moved to the AL East in the middle of a tight race. Uh, I just really like the player. I think that being in a bigger market opportunity, I think dominating and winning against teams like Boston and Tampa and the Yankees uh, will just help him. Mm-hmm. Plus, uh, I, I just want to see the te- like Toronto just kill everything. So. Yeah, I'm going Barrios. I like that. That's a good one. I think that one was definitely a little more open ended than the next one for me, anyway. Oh yeah. Do we just go on the three, count of three? Is this say it on, on together? Three. Ready? One, one, two, three. three. Jacob Degrom. Excellent job, well guys. Well done, guys. <laughs> Welcome to the Mets podcast. This is your host, Bill Rome. Yeah. Listen. Uh, it, it, Jake looks again like the Terminator, and like when when you hear some of the things that Scherzer's saying, like Scherzer's laughing. He's like, guys. I'm freaking amazing. What have you seen this guy, Jacob DeGrom? Like, I was just like, hey, hey, throw it with only one finger. And he's like, all right, I'll throw it with one finger. 100 miles an hour. Like, the dude can do anything. I, I'm pretty sure that Jacob DeGrom is actually a wizard. Uh, he may, in fact, be Harry Potter. Who knows? Uh, yeah, I mean, Jacob, be- Jacob DeGrom. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you did it. My man. Respect. Thank you. Uh, he's, he's trying to throw softer this year too, and he's still probably yes. Gonna he's he's taking it softer, off. and he threw ninety seven. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I decided I to yeah. not go max effort in ninety seven point three. He's insane. He's a genie. He's Listen, a genie. his first half of the season is we talked about it could have been the greatest first half of the season ever. He yeah, had, he had oh, a yeah. one ERA. I mean, he was on pace to have the greatest season in the history of pitching. Yep. Anything that you could have ever have said, ERA numbers, every he was at a what a one he was zero at a one. four. Mm-hmm. Like he was at a point six nine for like eleven starts, and then his arm got tingly, and he like gave up a run one day, and he was like, "Oh shucks!" Like, <laughs> geez, Louise, man, golly. So yeah, Degrom, good pick, guys. Yeah, fifty million dollars <laughs> a year when he when he opts out of his deal. Yep, Mets will pay anything for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm gonna I'll, I'm also gonna kick off the AL East winner. Cool, uh, let's go. It's the Rays. It's the Jays. Not yeah. the Rays. It's the Jays. Um, I think I think Blue Jays win it. I have for since before the season stopped. Dennis, D nice. Last year was the trailer. This year's the movie. 
My oh, man. Also, we could have just done this one in unison as we, well. I yeah. was going to say we could. I, yeah. I wasn't quite sure. We, maybe we, all of them. We could just, you know, say them all out loud at the same time, see who everybody gets, and then argue who's dumb. Cool. AL Central yeah. winner. You guys ready? On three? Uh, hold on. Okay. Ready? <laughs> one, two, three. White, White Sox. Sox. White Sox. Wow. Good pick, guys. Simpatico. Good pick, guys. I guess, again, we can move faster through things Ooh, if we all agree. Oh, we got AL this West one, winner. This one's interesting. Ready? You got on three? All right. One, one two, three. Angels. Angels. My man. <laughs> so I had to say because right, it, it was ahead, Hold on. So so I I wanted to pick the Angels. Yeah. Okay, but I'm I'm very torn in just Angels, Mariners, Astros. Yep. For uh, lots so of reasons. reasons. So yep. many reasons. But I will say this, and the reason I was leaning to, to towards the Angels is because I watched Noah Syndergaard pitch. And he looked like Syndergaard of old. So, if we're talking about, if you look around the league, it's what's your one-two punch at the top of your rotation, and and the, and Syndergaard is who he is. Yep. And and we need the Angels to stay healthy, and if they do that, that's that's a real real thing. They yeah. could They could win. Um, but I said the Mariners just because I think they're a little bit more of a complete team. But also, the Astros are never out of it because they they have a very good veteran club. Um. But I get what everybody's saying. Yep. Cool. So, so, and again, just so everybody knows on our side, yep. I, I just, again, I, I think that their one, two, three, four that they're going to put out in the lineup is just absolutely incredibly good. Uh, two out of the four players are going to be MVP candidates. Uh, one guy has won an MVP. Did Rendon right. win? Yes. Like, has won an MVP. And I, their first baseman can mash. He's one of the better power-hitting overall th- first baseman mm-hmm. DH categories in the game. So uh, I just I just, I just look at that team, and, and they have that, and then Syndergaard and Shohai. Again, like having that one-two, and you're going to have two guys who are sub-three ERAs, it's really, really tough for me to, to pick against you. I think that that's another team that I expect to also then make some moves. Um even though they already signed Aaron Luke, which was one of their best signings of for sure offseason. Mets will miss him. It's under it's underreported how how big of a deal that was. Mm-hmm. But I digress. As Mets people, we we knew that. that I, was we a we know we yeah. know that we know what's up. Yeah. Don't, the second best pitcher in New York last year. Facts. All right, the NL East. Well, before we move to the NL East, sure. I'm just curious about something. Do you guys <clears throat> think all of the AL wildcard teams end up being AL East teams? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hot take, Yankees miss. Well, there's three wild there's three. card teams now, so yeah. that's why I'm saying hot all take. Hot take, the Yankees, hot take, Yankees miss. Don't make the playoffs. So who who? Okay, so I, then it would be somebody from AL West probably. Yeah. Right. Yeah, actually, facts. It's probably going to be call it for just for funsies. The Angels win, and then the Astros or the or Mariners yeah. or Mariners. Yeah. And that's my thing is I think that's just an easier overall like path. You're not going to be as bloody. Somebody of the four is going to get bloodied up. The question is, who is it? I don't foresee it being the Rays, the the uh, the Rays, because they just consistently put out a good product. Yes, they don't have big highs, they don't have big lows, so I don't think it's going to be them. Boston to me is always kind of a gamble, but you're looking at the team that that was in the World Series. So how do I tell you that they're not going to be it? And the Jays are the best team in maybe baseball as a, as a complete unit of a team. So I look at that and I go, the Yankees, what do they really have? They can hit. They sure as can pitch. But they can't <laughs> pitch to save themselves. And they're still telling me for like 17 years how Severino is going to be the truth. 
They already had an injury scare. You know the craziest thing that used to be said to me by Josh Shapiro? What do you got? Was that Severino was as good as DeGrom. He's they laughing. Were, like, at, that's what he used to he's, say. He's laughing on the other side right now. <laughs> drugs. Absolute <laughs> drugs. Dude, they already had an injury scare with him. It's going to uh, be. Dude, Severino's going to yeah. pitch for like eight seconds. And they're like, we would have won if Severino. It's like, my, we're done. We're done, this, Severino. This is the fifth sequel. You, This is like Sharknado. This is oh. such a bad movie. I don't need <laughs> to watch comp. this anymore. What an absolute I don't comp. need to watch this movie anymore. Not oh not God. even a little bit. NL East winner, from what I was told, we have some spicy here. So I'm going to start it off. NL East winner is going to be the Mets. Dennis, where are we at? Atlanta. Um, Hot Lanta. So I need to hold see. Hold on, hold I, on. Before I, you even do it. Before you even do it. Hot Lanta. I already said the last episode, the Phillies. Phillies. So we have on a quote-unquote Mets podcast that people might want to say, <laughs> we have two out of the three people not choosing the Mets. Yep. And me, who I'm usually like, nah, yo, like, I got some things that I think, but here's, I'm like, it's the Mets and it's not close. So... Let's first go with the Braves because I think that's the better argument than the shittier team that was mentioned by Gerson. So, <laughs> I do like the Phillies, but the Mets, on paper, they should win the division. But until we see them do it, I just can't believe that they're actually going to do it. The Atlanta Braves <clears throat> just won the World Series without Ronald Acuna and uh, Soroka, and both of them are going to be back this year. Yes, they lost a couple pieces. But I also think Matt Olson's not going to be a drop-off from Freddie Freeman that they lost. I think overall the Atlanta Braves are going to be just as good, if not better, than they were last year. Dope. And listen, it's I, I, a good argument. I hear that 100%. 100%. I'm here for it. I, I'm going to go last on my Mets. We can That's then, fine. We can spin around on this, this, cool. this thing as we go. But go ahead. Tell me on the Phillies. Cool. So I just want to preface this by saying I want to be wrong for this. And I'm leaning with Dennis in the fact that I need the Mets to prove it. But on paper, I absolutely love this team. And spring training doesn't mean shit, but the boys look real good uh, across the board. So, cool. Prove it. Make me wrong. Um, why did I pick the Phillies? I think their lineup additions are really solid. I think they can definitely compete in terms of who has the best lineup in the in the NL East. I think it's kind of up for grabs. Everyone can really bang that's in the top three. Um I need, like I said, I need the Mets to prove it. I think the Phillies have kind of been on the cusp for a few years, and with these new additions, their pitching staff's been pretty solid. It was always their offense or injuries or whatever that they kind of fell off at the end. They were in the running for the NL East at the end of last year. The Braves just figured it out and made the right moves at the trade deadline to get it there. Um, but again, the Mets are the outlier for me in that if all the pieces are put together the right way for that team, which I think they are, they just need to go out and do it. If they are, then it's not even close. Then it's we're talking about 2015, the Mets run away with it, which they could have last year, and they just didn't. So my my um my problem with the Phillies is that they're the most overrated team in the league. And last year was they were who we thought they were and they weren't great and like my thing is is that we we look at a team 
who was about what I think, like nothing really happened that I would look at. All that happened was they got an outstanding performance out of Zach Wheeler that they weren't expecting him to even be as good as he has been. They got an ace that they weren't expecting, and they were 82 and 80. 82 and 80. And if I line by line their their team for this upcoming year, their best pitcher would maybe be starter number four for the Mets. Because every ERA number that you look at in the NL, you have to add at least a half run, typically, to the a similar AL pitcher of the same style. Because there's a DH, and you don't get an out that you get to pitch to a pitcher. Fair? Sure. Cool. So... Wheeler was a 2-8-something ERA. That would put him at roughly a 3-2-5. Bassett, in an American League team, was a 3-1-5. So he's comped to Wheeler. So the Mets have the best pitcher, the second best pitcher, and maybe the third best pitcher in the National League East. And we're talking about what? We're talking about the Phillies lineup is good. Now, I'm here. Atlanta, I get Atlanta has now won consistently for a number of years. All the little things. I do think that you have to have a real thing of Acuna missing an entire year, being hurt, everything else. How does he handle the full course load of an entire season? Jock Peterson in the second half of last year played the best he ever did his entire life. Was one of the big reasons why they continued on. And they lost him. And he's gone. Yeah. And... We're, we're expecting that they're going to be quote-unquote better when most of the reason the back half, anybody in the NL East looked better was because the Mets just completely went away yep, and disappeared as a team. I just don't see it. The Mets are better than the Phillies at first base, second base, third base, shortstop, outfield. They're worse at catcher. That's it. Philly's got no shot in in hell, in hell, and they have one of the more overrated signings of the offseason. In in and and up, oh, and that's a deep long drive ball to deep center field. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna put this headset on again. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'll put mine off. Um, he like he's overrated at Cass- and I'm talking about Castellanos. Yeah, no, everybody no. knows. I'm just making sure if, for the people who are listening in the yep. back, Castellanos had the best season of his entire career last year. The last time he played in as many games as he did last year was back in 2019, right? Now, obviously, that was the year that 2020 there, everything was out. 138 games. In that season, in that 2019 season, he was an 860 OPS guy. Last year, 939. 939. So we think that the guy is is that player when he's a career OPS of 814. 939. But in 2021, and he made his debut in 2013, he had a 939. But for his career, eight years, nine seasons, 814. He's gonna, he's he's gonna be who he's been. You think it's a, a coincidence that he puts up this amazing year when it's a contract year? Have we not seen this story before, Jason Bay? We'll talk more about him later. Triggered. But we'll, 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 we 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 can get into all of that stuff. To me, to me. The Phillies have no shot. No shot. Dot com. T- 
tell me why you guys you guys think that the Mets is it literally just fear as, as like as a, a a Mets fan and as a as a Mets podcast host? <laughs> For me, I just like you're like you're talking about how the co- comparison of our lineups. Yeah, and on paper the Mets are better. I agree with you by by leaps and bounds. I agree. All I need to see from them is the consistency of they can maintain it for the entire season. We have an oh. award at the bottom of this page that's called you, you the Mets have Award. A, you have an award at the yes, bottom of the page. Because they had a monumental, never-before-seen fall-off. But so, again, so we're talking about something that's never happened before. And that is what we're expecting to happen again. No, absolutely Meanwhile, not. Meanwhile, we have other things that have happened consistently forever. And then one thing happened. Like, we're, we're going based off of for what? Sure. Oh, I agree with you. I'm so, just I'm specifically just saying how good were how good how, how good, good were the Mets in 2019? How good were the Mets in 2020? Fine. But what was their lineup? It was the best lineup in the history of baseball. <laughs> what? No, foolish baseball. If you pull up his numbers, the Mets lineup, the Mets lineup in 2020 by numbers and analytics is in the top five offenses in the history of the game. (laughs) They were beyond unlucky with scoring runs. Then you look at last year. What's the the site's name? Foolish Baseball. If you guys look up his YouTube channel. If you're a a baseball fan, you know what Foolish Baseball is. I apologize to any of the guys here who who are making us look bad. Dennis is more of a hockey guy. Foolish has about 244,000 subscribers. He's on multiple different uh, on, on just on his YouTube channel. He's on multiple other shows. Um, yeah. So so hold on. So all you're telling me right now is that the Mets are historically unlucky. No. In back to back seasons, they had the, some of the most unlucky play in in the history of baseball. And yeah. Unlucky run scoring, and but then, no, I don't think they're historically unlucky. Okay. And that's what I. That's what again. But I'm with this back. current so team, Met, with the current no, team. no, 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 no. Again, so how many? So is Marte on the current team? Yeah. No. Does is he part of the history? No, no. Deleted. Fine. So he doesn't matter. Fine. None of that matters to him. Great. Does it matter to Scherzer? No. Nope. So he's Marte. You just said Marte. No, we, I didn't. We I spent said Scherzer. a lot of time. Bassett, Scherzer. Oh, no, you started with Marte. My, my Bassett. fault. So, Marte, yes. Bassett, Scherzer, Escobar. So, all these other guys who we've added who are, they don't give a flying rat's ass to anything else that's going on in the entirety of the world. Great. D- does Buck care? Nope. Doesn't matter. So, I'm done with Mets fans believing just like they're the Red Sox fans. Like, we're cursed, man. We're cursed. Nah. I'm I'm not saying that either. The reality for me is don't sell me on some bullshit about something that magical has to happen for them to not win. We last year sat here and we thought they were the best team. Through the all-star break, they were the best team. Jacob deGrom gets hurt. Jacob deGrom gets hurt. Francisco Lindor misses six weeks. And we lose the, the whole thing. And we did, we're not the team anymore. And we're talking about that's what we're going to measure on. So more of last regular season, the Mets led the division than they didn't. They have a historically good offseason. Tell me why they won't. Don't sell me on some fandom. So I'm, hit I'm, me with some stuff. I'm not selling you on fandom. I, so I can't. It's, then you're lying to me. What do you mean? You're picking the said- Phillies so that you cannot pick the Mets and curse them. No. Then give me a real reason. I just told you. Give me a real I, reason. You're right. All of these guys. Okay, hold on. So I'll use the Braves as the comp. 
75 percent of their team has been there the last three years so you can you can look at them and say okay this is what they do for sure half of our starting lineup has not been here for sure but i so can look I need, at their numbers and i can say this that's is what fine. they do great cool and so on paper they look fantastic and i think they are going to win However, I need them to go prove it. That's but all. You, so that's my point. So you actually think the Mets are going to win the division. You're choosing the Phillies because you have a weird thing where if you choose the Mets, you feel like you're going to curse them. No, it's not a curse. It's just for me, it's like I can't look at this team and say they're definitely going to win because the, they, they, this is what they've been doing. They're definitely going to win because they have the most talent. They are in the top three easily most talented teams in the entire league. The whole thing. Okay. So why are we going to take a team that we think is that talented? Injuries can happen. Stuff can go by. Everything. But give me the real, real. Like, Dennis, why did you you choose Atlanta over the Mets? I, I just look at the team. They were, they've were they been really good for a long time, and I think they're going to be just as good, if not better. So why did they get better? They're adding two of their best players back from a World Series team from last year. And Matt Olson is, again, like he's a very good player. Despite losing Freddie Freeman, they're going to be fine at first. Okay, and my biggest question is, my thing to me is I, I don't necessarily look, because what was, uh, so this is where I would say, right, and we go with, with Jock. What was Jock's second half batting average? Uh, give me one second. I'm moving. I'm moving faster than lightning out here for the show. As we spend 14 minutes on one division. We have to. <laughs> we have you to. knew we this knew was going to happen. This is why we don't have time for other things. Uh, Jock Peterson, last year with Atlanta, he batted 249 with a 752 OPS. In the se- yeah, so so his OPS went up 40 points in the second half, right? And we also know we looked at him and we said how much more he came up in the clutch when he was playing for them. And they were the one of the heaviest clutch-hitting teams in the entire league, right? My thing is, I am with you that Acuna is way better, right? A way better player. But I look at the team and I don't see that they made any other moves that jumped them dramatically. And for most of last season, they were worse than the Mets. I agree. I don't think any of their moves were like substantially like, oh, our team's world's better. I think they just added to the fact that they're already a quality team. They added Kenley Jansen in the bullpen. That's a great move. They're they a quality team. Yep. I'm with you. I think that they're, they are the team that will be the biggest competitor because of consistency and knowing your team. However, none of those teams are more talented than the Mets. That's, and I, that's I, fine. I can't, cool. I can't I, wait to watch. I can't hear from anybody anything different unless you tell me a reason why. Because I can line up the lineups and the Mets are going to beat everybody. Cool. You're going to love my NL Central pick and the Let's reason go. why then. Let's go. Um, NL Central, St. Louis Cardinals. One, one two, three, Cards. Cardinals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the Cardinals of St. Louis. Yes, that's us. <laughs> yeah, we all agree. Great. The, the main reason is just Albert's back. Yachty and Albert are going to go off into the sunset together. That's not to even me, why it's for the, me. The better, one of the better teams, the Brewers, to me, are overrated. Yeah. Yep. The rest of the division's weak. I don't think Chicago's really going to find anything. Halfway through the season, Strowman's going to have the entire team ready to melt themselves down. Glad we're on the same page. NL, NL West winner. <laughs> 0-3, ready? 1, 2, 3. LA. Dodgers. Dodgers. Like, it, the Dodgers, to me – are going to smoke that division. Josh Shapiro had a bold take of saying that he thinks that the the San Francisco Giants were going to win the division again. Um, I think that everybody gets smoked. I just don't see a world 
with Freddie Freeman added to the team. Like, I just – I don't know. It's you so want to hear the disrespect, though, for the Giants going into this season? Show me So some. last year they won 107 games. Right now the over-under uh, for Vegas odds. Do you want to take a wild guess as to what it is? 78. 85. It is 85.5. So that's a huge drop-off. Yeah, but again, I, like this is my thing is like you look – you look at both the Mets and them, and you see that the voting is getting skewed, and everybody's throwing off what last year was. The Mets were projected by every analytical software site that they were going to win 93 games. Like, everything was going to be crazy. Now, all of a sudden, magically, the the, the quote-unquote projections take a whole bunch of players from last year who were 93-win team. You added Scherzer, Marte, better players, and you're and the team got, like, 11 games worse than their projection bro projections for most of these things especially with voting odds and stuff like that is just a dumpster fire their projections are 90.5 so they're still close to what they were last year at least i saw i saw a couple places for which team the mets i saw some projections saying the mets were going to be like 83 win team and i was like oh yeah yeah, i've seen them i don't i don't know where we're at with this but it just seems like drugs for no apparent reason (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then I'll I'll just go right in with my fandom because I'm just gonna I'm gonna lean all the way to F in. NL home run champ. One, two, three, Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo. Wrong. Go, I mean hit Dennis, me with go. The, hit me with the facts. All right, Bill, I'm gonna trigger you here. It's gonna be Nick Castellanos. <laughs> He's not only an I will make a bet right here on this show right this second. Okay. Both his bets. I will go I will go I will go ten to one odds for you. Ten to one odds. That Castellanos doesn't win. I you mean, bet ten dollars, and you lose. I get ten bucks. I understand how if that works. If you win, I get one hundred dollars, or you get one hundred dollars. I mean, do odds. you want to just do it straight up, like Pete Alonso versus uh, Nick Castellanos? No, no, Field. More? I'm just standing right now. No shot in hell. It's Castellanos. Okay. No shot. It might not be Pete, but it won't be Castellanos. So my argument. Hit me. Go ahead. Say the stadium small. Lifetime in that stadium. He's a 10-13 OPS hitter in eight games. It's a small sample size, but he's uh, got two home runs in those eight games and 32 at-bats. You take that over a course of a season, he's looking at 40 just at home potentially. So you're saying that he's going to hit one home run every other game in that stadium. That's the pace that you're trying to predict on Listen, right now. You never know. Is that the pace that you're trying to predict on right now? <laughs> That's the Dennis. math. That's the analytics that you just tried to put together and bring to this table for me. Dennis, I'm, I'm not a fan of this. Of this wow, thing. that was a heck of a breakdown. I'm going to go with this. Uh, last year, how many All-Star games has Nick Castellanos made? One. When was that? Last year. Oh, wow. That's amazing. So how many seasons, obviously, for this superstar player who's going to lead the league in home runs, how many times has he hit over 30 home runs? Listen, I'm going how for many the times? I'm going for twice. the How many times has he hit over 30 home runs? One. What season do you think? 2021. Last year, which was the best year of his career. When's the last time he had an under 230 batting average for a season? I'll tell you it's 2020. So we're going to go and say a guy who just for the first time in a contract year, right, (laughs) hit 34 home runs is going to hit the most home runs in the whole thing. Now, on the flip side, let's look at the down year that Pete Alonso just had where he only hit 37 home runs. His last full season before that, he hit 53. I am just 
I have a hard time thinking Nick Cassianos even gets to 30, and that's in the park. I'll give you that he'll have a he'll he'll get close to last year's numbers because he's in a silly string park, but mm-hmm. that's a that's a poo poo take, poo poo take. All right, AL, AL home run champ, Mike Stanton. Yep. I'm going Stanton just unloads. I don't think he's the best player. I don't think he's the best player on his own team. I already have Judge winning the whole thing. I think Mikey Stanton turns back the clock. Homie hits somewhere in the ballpark at like 55 home runs. Completely just unloads on the league because he can play DH more often with Sanchez being gone. They, they don't have as many holes in the lineup. They can be comfortable with him swinging from there. Yeah, it's Stanton. I was torn. I went with Vladdy. Mm. I like that too. Not a bad again. I think Vladdy's a better player. It, like I just, I just think Stanton's I got you 100. percent Just a, a I just freakazoid. I I feel like just Vladdy with another year of getting better under his belt. He almost won the triple crown last year. Oh, this I think you have a great take. So that's a great take. Great. All right. NL batting champ. Hit me. You tell me. You lead off. Jeff McNeil. So you I, son I, of a bitch I, and I, Bob. I, I, I thought about it. I <laughs> I am going to burn this microphone. If the if if Jeff McNeil I'm putting this out I here know, right now. I know. If Jeff McNeil wins the batting title, the Mets win 115 games. <laughs> <laughs> because we also have Peter. Because and that's nuts! At that point in time, you're talking the Mets. Have two guys who are in the top five in their batting order batting over 300. You're talking about five guys hitting 30 home runs. Stop it. And you don't actually think, you don't believe the Phillies are going to win. This is the no. most. Move on. I got to move on. I have I have Juan Soto. I have Juan Soto. Okay. Sir? Good uh, sir. Trey Turner. Great, oh, great yeah, call. Yeah, great yeah. call. But it's going to be Soto. But I thought oh. about it. Oh, you put Jeff McNeil. I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I made I made my choice on, on last episode. I'm sticking to it. Just be oh. just just purely out of principle. Bad take or good. That Fun. one's gonna just gonna be. The I can't one. wait. I can't oh, wait. But I I knew for the rest of it I was gonna. Hit, That's gonna hit, be go its fandom. own segment. Absolutely. It's gonna be its own segment for me all season long. Absolutely. Uh, Dennis, AL batting champ. AL batting champ. Uh, Mike Trout. Last year, only played 36 games, was 333 batting average. That lineup is stacked, and I think he's going to be hungrier than ever, seeing that uh, they have, have a legitimate shot to win the division this year. Okay. I like that. I, mean, I think that's an, an easy answer. But So I was torn between a lot of things, one of them being Dennis's earlier pick of Bo Bichette, which I really liked. So for me, I was torn between Vlad, Bo Bichette, and Tim Anderson. Uh, I think Tim's due to keep getting better. He's he's consistently getting better as a player. Love him. Um, I did settle on Bo. Wow. Yeah. Bo Bichette. I mean, yeah. that would validate his entire yes. thing. Yes. Uh, I went with Mike Trout. I agree. I think Mike Trout bats like like three forty five. I think it's the best year of his career from a batting average standpoint because he's not going to think that he has to sit there and power home runs to get them to go. He's going to be able to kind of sit back, relax, enjoy the protection in the lineup. He's going to be the table setter. He's been batting leadoff for them with Shohei batting second and Rendon batting third. I think he scores the most runs he ever has in his life. So that that was also my same thought process for Bo is that he just added a home run hitter in Matt Chapman so he can kind of dial it back a little bit and just be more of a contact guy. I don't know. But I like I like both both options. 100%. I I'm just with him on 
on, on the Trout. Love we're, Trouty. We're, we're, World, World Series winner. I'll, I'll kick this one off. Um, so I have the Blue Jays over the Cardinals in six games. Ooh. Okay. Go ahead. We go clockwise here. Oh, you just messed up the focus. Damn it, Bill. Move the water bottle. <laughs> Good, Dennis? Yeah. Mets over the Blue Jays in six. How? <laughs> You're welcome, Dennis. Guys, I think this might be my last episode on the show. <laughs> Um, Listen, I, just because they don't win the division doesn't mean they can't win the whole thing. My uh, my choice was Mets over the Blue Jays in six. Mm. I'm probably going to fight Gerson <laughs> <laughs> um, after this show. And, um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry to trigger you. I'm so triggered I'm quiet. Wow. Is that a first on this show? <laughs> Uh, next one, All Star in 2021 to bust in the AL. Dennis, mm-hmm. you just gonna let this go? Yeah, <laughs> let you it just, go. We're just gonna let this just go. C- just because they don't win the division, you got no opinions on this. <laughs> I mean, why does it have to be the easy route? That's what I'm saying. He picked the batting champion. <laughs> he picked them to win the World Series in six games. He picked the <laughs> he picked the Cy Young Award winner on the team. So we got the best hitter, the best pitcher. We could we're gonna win the World Series in six games, but we're not gonna win the division. Dennis, make it make sense for me, please. I can't. Oh, can we just zoom in on your face right now? Because when you laugh and you're really happy, it's my favorite. I got little Michael voice on right now. Oh, oh God. Uh, it's okay, guys. It's gonna be all right. Go ahead. You go ahead. Kick off. No, I can't kick off. I, I Dennis, honestly, you got to kick off. I can't. I might be done for the rest of the show. As the resident Yankee fan, uh, I'm happy to say it'll be Joey Gallo. Um, it would make sense that he'd be good in Yankee Stadium, but career-wise, he's a lifetime 194 average, 774 OPS player, and you're talking about an AL East team that could have four playoff teams. I think he's just going to struggle all year. I love that. Yeah, honestly, I picked Joey Gallo. I just didn't want to go next. <laughs> um, I, I, I actually um, – I actually – I like the take, but I actually – I'm going to skip ahead. Uh, I have him as most likely to break out. Okay. Really? And I know that that sounds like, oh, did he really break out? He was an all-star. Um, I, I think what everybody remembers was his second half after getting traded to New York and c- c- kind of coming in and expecting to be like the savior for the team at that moment. Um, and I think that there was a lot of stuff that was put on him. But I just think that he's a good player. And I think that in the lineup with protection, with who he is, I do think that Yankees lineup is going to hit an absolute nuclear ton of home runs. Um, but I, I so I, I disagree on him being a bust. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, for he, me. He definitely, like, in, in general, he is boomer bust in terms of just his entire career. He'll hit 40 home runs and then bat 200. I'm vacating all options for this. I forgot to put any answers in, so I have no research on this one. For the NL? For both of them. Okay. For the AL, they all start a bust. I have nothing. Okay, that's fine. Um, for me, my pick was Joey Wendell for the NL. He was an all-star last year in the AL, uh, but he's got, he uh, went free agency or trade, I forget which one, to the Marlins. I think that's... Going to the Marlins, yeah. always, always mm, tough. Yeah, tough. so that, that just seemed like an automatic for me. See, my I think my most likely to break out things, I went with like 
like like you're comeback actually, player of the year. Upon further review, you're also going to despise my breakout pick with a burning passion for the NL. <laughs> can, <laughs> can, can I just put my NL on, bust in there then? Sure. <laughs> and Go then for we can it. get going. Go. Um, I went with, uh, I know this is a new signing, but Nelson Cruz. Uh, he's 41, and he's going to be playing for the Nationals. So, To most likely to break out? No, bust. Oh, bust? No, I like no, that he's one. Gonna good. I like that one. Okay. I like that one. But again, now with the DH, again, the whole the whole world's different. Mm. The whole world's different. And this is why I go back to how good the Mets are. In 2020, there was a DH in the National League. That's true. I think oh. Dom, uh, Dom Smith's potential. Um, oh, so is that? Oh, um, oh, that's actually not my pick. I just want to say that. That's not my pick. Okay, okay. <clears throat> but, but feel free. Is that who go you Go ahead, go ahead. Most likely, you, you know, you go ahead. Kick this off. Most likely to break out. Chris Bassett. He was the number one pitcher on the Bro, A's. Bro, you can, you can just straight up go fuck yourself. Roger that. <laughs> Holy. No, I, I, he's just proving what I said earlier in the show is correct. He doesn't actually because, think that the Mets are not going to win the division. Sure, that's fine. Oh, this is such a lie. So so I, I'm, I'm going deep into my, my homedom, and that's why I'm going breakout NL player. I'm actually Dom I love, but I, I went with Lindor because I think that I had Lindor as my – runner up to Juan Soto for National League MVP. I actually considered uh, I, it. I am seeing Lindor looking angry at the plate about everything that went down last year. He looks smooth from both sides. He seems comfortable. The team looks like they're happier than last year. Like I go back, Rojas fucked that whole shit up. Mm-hmm. And it's proven now because all I've heard is how much everybody loves Oh, uh, you know, the attention to detail, the attention to detail. Oh, de- from Bach? Bro. Oh. But everybody's saying, like, we haven't really had that in a long time. Like, dude, I swear to I swear to everything. I, I think it's Lindor, and that's also why I chose Gallo. I just look at it as more comeback player of the year for breakout. Okay. And, like, I'm sure that there's some guys who were on the cusp of being great players. Like, again, Brandon Nimmo, um, underrated player. But I, I, I think Lindor, just the 220 batting average, I, he's going to smoke that. Mm-hmm. So comeback player of the year for me. That's Do you have an over under on his batting average? Lindor, yeah, two ninety five. Ooh, okay, two ninety five. Best batting average of, like that he's had. Is that is, is of his career? Maybe ever. Uh, I'm pretty sure he had a couple of years where he was higher batting average, but lower home runs. Um, Deets, you got a while Bill's pulling up. You got to break out AL. I have. I'm, are we doing AL or NL? Because I never and, did my. Oh, NL. what's your NL? I'm sorry. Uh, Dylan Carlson. Uh, he was third in Rookie of the Year voting last year for the Cardinals. Um, he, towards the end of the season, started to really come on. Uh, he was batting three thirteen and had a He won the gold glove last year? He might have. Uh, 884 OPS in August, and then uh, <laughs> September, 885 OPS. He's a good kid and a solid lineup, and I took breakout as a guy that's that. going to— that's better, that's better research than either of yeah. us did. That's cool. Lindor hit 313 his rookie year. He hit 301 the second year. Okay. And in 2019, he hit 284. So you're hammering the over on 295? Uh, no, I'm saying to me, 295 is like where I uh, – I think he has above the 284 he hit tw- in 2019. Okay. Um, so 295 to me is where I kind of like – that's around where I expect. But I could see him hitting 300 with a 900 OPS. He's got that in him for sure. So Dietz, breakout AL. AL breakout. I have Byron Buxton, if we want to count that. Um, we know how good he can be. It's just mm-hmm. he's never actually 
you know just got played. his extension um, contract whatever you want to call it i will go as far as to say if he plays close to a full season he's going to be in the mvp race at the end of the year uh, I think he was actually up there for for odds for MVP, if I'm not mistaken. Did you see that or no? I did not. But okay. Either way, Maybe I'm crazy. All right, I, I I was torn for this one as well. I have two. One of them is Luis Robert, center fielder for the White Sox. Uh, he was hurt last year, but in 70 games, I think he batted like 350 or something like that. Hold on, let me pull it up just to make sure so I'm not making up lies. But yeah, it was something crazy. And my other one is. Tristan McKenzie. Ooh, that's good. I guess we're too close to it to think that it's a breakout. He batted 338. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You should be sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tristan's a great pick. I think Tristan's an excellent pick for truly a breakout. Because like, last year, he, yeah. his numbers weren't in line with some of the dominance that he had. He it almost does, had a perfect game. It, like, it does look like he, <laughs> he, has, scary he has the yeah. record. He has the record for most strikeout, consecutive strikeouts mm-hmm. in their history. Like, and he looks really good in spring training. He, yeah, that's a great pick. That's a great pick. Excellent job. Thank you. I'm trying to redeem myself. It's impossible. <laughs> okay. Just just wait until we get to Listen, the Listen, team most match. likely uh, team with the most moves at the trade deadline for the NL. Okay. You're going first because I don't trust you. It's fine. Padres. Okay. So Padres were for me in my category of teams that I thought were going to do it. Here's why I didn't choose them. Okay. I feel like that they're going to be too far away from the Dodgers, but also they blew their load to some degree last year where they traded a whole bunch to bring in all this talent. They're already trying to – so, interesting, just want to pause you real quick. They're already trying to – you know how they, they got Adam Frazier last yes. year? Yes. They're already trying to bring in the center fielder from the Pittsburgh Pirates, Brian Reynolds, all-star yes. caliber guy, already trying to get another trade going, and they've already been partners before, so 100%. wouldn't shock me. 100%. Listen, but, I, and that's, but that to me is one trade. Right, but I'm saying there are there there. AJ Preller is an active trade person. <laughs> a million percent. I don't think it's a bad call. They they were number two to me. They okay, were number two to me. Who's number one? Uh, the Mets. Okay, what are they bringing in? Pitching. The Mets are going to bring in more pitching. Okay, that seems honestly for anyone that I was considering, it was someone who's going to be in contention to win a division. Yep. But could if adding adding one arm. So so when you when you looked at team with the most moves, were you thinking one move? No, or most impactful or number. No, moves. I'm thinking most with most moves at the trade deadline. I think I look at the I, Mets and say they add one starter and one reliever, and that it takes them. And to that's my thing. World Series. Caliber. When you also look at that, they have JD Davis, like Jeff McNeil, Cano, Dom Smith. Like they have some congestion. Um, the other thing that I think is sneaky, that's super super sneaky, is the Mets had a lot of love for Francisco Alvarez in camp. Yeah. Um, and I. We're trading James McCann. Is that what I you're could see a world where they try to move off McCann's money for a one year rental of a guy. And they let Nito kind of like be the catcher with Alvarez sooner than we expect. And that they move McCann to a team that needs a catcher. Alvarez is starting in double A. He's starting. To, yeah, but I think he's going to mash. But I'm, oh, no. I, I fully expect him to mash. And I also watched him hit in spring training, and it was like. Oh shit, he's so disgusting, and it's yep. just a matter of if he is ready defensively. Yes, I know that's the question for them. Yeah. And obviously, Nito is a great defensive catcher. So if we went the Yankees route of we have a catcher that's decent defensively but mashes, and then we have another guy who's there for defense, does it work? And that's my point is I think if if you if you let the two stud pitchers have Nito mm-hmm. to frame up, 
and then you have the rest of the guys get supported by, you know, Alvarez for two out of if he's if he's even two out of is he DHing the other games? He can DH. That's right. my point. The, and that's the thing I think that also no, the Mets don't need bats. That's why. But but if he if he can also come up, the the reality is is that his bat is starting to look spicy. Mm-hmm. Good. Yep. Um. So it just interesting, interesting little thing I throw out there. Okay. But I, yeah, I think it, I think it's the Mets because I Cohen is is here to chase down the facts the Dodgers. Dennis, it's the Nationals. They have half their rosters pending UFAs. Just sell right. everyone. That's why I added the pending free agency link. Nationals were third on my list. Okay. Again, I, but my biggest thing was I don't know where they're really. What else did they have left that's got supreme value outside of Soto? Patrick right? Corbin. So like how many moves is it really going to be? You know what I mean? Right. And it's more about, with this said, the most moves. I I think the Mets are going to end up making like four moves. I think so, they're going to make so more yeah, than So, yeah, it's, it's one spectrum or the other. It's it's a couple moves that takes you over the cusp of, okay, now we're a competitor, or we're absolute garbage. We're just going to reload on prospects. Yeah. Let's move everybody. And that, and that's my and so you have to be a team that's pretty good. Right. And that's why I have my next team. Okay. AL. Have you done your NL? Yeah, oh, yeah, Padres, yeah. yeah. Oh, AL team that makes the most move, Yankees. Yep, that's what I had too. I said either Yankees or Red Sox. But I have the okay. Yankees because I think the Yankees dump. Really? They dump. Oh, wow. If the really? Yankees, if the Yankees what are, are they in, dumping? If the Yankees are in fourth, if the Yankees are Ooh. in fourth, and the Yankees are looking like it might not be a time that they're going to make the playoffs, right? If a team comes along for one of the big bats – to go win a title, you don't think the Yankees would be would consider dumping payroll to to get back after it? No, because I could picture Cashman being like, "Oh, we're in fourth, but we're only five games out. Let's add even more bats to this lineup and then go crazy." Cashman just publicly admitted that or acknowledged that that money is a thing. Money is a thing, and that he hears people about not being to the World Series in a decade. Yep. Well, he also was blaming the Astros thing no, no. the whole time, no, no. even though yep, they got for caught. Sure. He he pretty much was like, it's because of their cheating. Meanwhile, you guys have a cheating scandal that's been redacted, and there's actually a, a, a court filing there for sure you is. to open up all the information. So but we won't talk about best that. be careful, Brian. You best know what you're doing because it could turn sideways on you really, really quick. Really, really quick. No, to me, I, I, I think the Yankees might be in a situation where if you're going to finish fourth in your division – Dump the payroll so you can get down, not have to pay some luxury tax. Who's the first one to go? You don't want to start hearing my whole, my whole, my whole. All right, hold on. Well, so, I'll, I'll give, I'll give my reason real, okay. real quick. Uh, I didn't have them as dumping, but I understand what you're saying there. I could see them if, for some reason, they are in contention for the division or wild card or whatever, going to try and add pitching. And then at that point, there's a possibility that the big bats are what brings them in that piece maybe it is a patrick corbin for uh i don't know uh an isaiah kind of falefa plus somebody Mm -hmm. like something like that because i know that there is also a conversation of are they going to bring up volpe at some point this season um so that's kind of my thought process but i i know where your head's at with your trade concept (laughs) so I, i i got a couple i think if there's going to be a year where the yankees can move on from Giancarlo Stanton. It's going to be this year. And here is my reason why. Half the teams in the league 
did not prepare themselves to have a DH. And the teams that did had to sign real quick coming out of camp. So how much does Schwarber just sign for per year? 20-ish? Right? So if I told you that you could have Schwarber for what he got, or you could DH Giancarlo Stanton instead, who would you choose? Stanton. So we're talking Stanton's worth more. Well, Stanton's deal is only $29 million. So is he that much more now as a DH position when half the league just opened up a slot? If the Yankees were going to do it, there's going to be a National League team that is on the cusp of the playoffs that needs to take a swing to go get a DH. And they're going to look at $29 million and they're going to say that's palatable. Yeah. And and we're fine because well, like, what's peaks, the what's the value on bring, like a, a lineup that needs an elite bat and all they have to do is be an elite bat? Oh, that they, is it's that worth it's, it's worth it. Right. It's worth thirty million dollars a yep, year. Absolutely. If you're telling me if I tell you that you're going to get Giancarlo Stanton full time DH numbers because you're not going to worry about him pulling a hammy, right? Trying to to sprint down a fly ball anymore. Yep. That 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 whole thing is completely off the books, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about a guy who consistently, like last year, had 97 RBIs, 273 batting average. Like, man, oh, man, you can only DH that cat? And he hit 35 home runs last year. Now, the challenge is he missed time in 2019. He missed time in 2020. But you go back again, you you look at his 2018 season, 38 home runs. 2017 season, 59 home runs. Yeah. And it's the fit. If he is the spicy, spicy, if he's sitting on at the trade deadline, 40 home runs, like I'm saying, he's going to lead the league in home runs and he's been mashing. If I'm, if I'm in fourth and I'm looking at this and I can unload $30 million, I think they trade Stanton. And I think another team would be willing to take the swing because now they have the DH. Uh, that's that's a very good point. They, we've said it before that they have an <clears throat> excess of DH level guys. And that's the only reason that they'll be able to keep uh, Judge long term. So if they're expecting to keep D- Judge, they got to move somebody. But you know what? The Mets aren't as good in good as in a good situation as they are, but they have a similar situation and they could move somebody as a DH if they wanted to. What do you mean? JD Davis could be. Oh, a DH. oh no, the Mets. The they Mets also have, have a plethora. The Mets have will get a better prospect. Then the Yankees will, but if the Yankees want to unload the money, this is going to be the best time that they can. The Yankees could probably say we'll pay five million dollar of his deal, right? Mm-hmm. Every year for the remainder of his deal. So his deal I think runs till twenty twenty seven, right? So it's five more seasons. We will give you twenty five million dollars to take John Carlo and send us back a good piece. A solid double A guy. Here's an interesting question while oh, we're on the me. subject. Hit me now that I've thrown the spicy meatballs. What out else there. would cost thirty million a thirty million a year roughly? What kind of player? What about a starting shortstop next year? Oh yeah, and in Carlos Correa, who's going to be a free agent probably because Cor- he has didn't, player opt outs. He's got player opt outs every he? year. Oh yeah. So so again, so again, there is a lot of opportunity to do a lot of movement on a lot of these deals, and my thing is. If you if the Yankees find themselves in that situation, then if you trade John Carlo, I don't think that's the only move they make. 
I think that they look at their situation and they say, is there a, an opportunity, depending on how DJ Mayhew is hitting, do we move him? It, Gallo's on the last year of his deal, right? At that point in time, if you're fourth, if Gallo is playing well and he's he's good, do you do it? Now you have the money. Hicks is supposed to be back. You play out the string. You bring up Volpe. You see how things work out for you. Get, get very spicy. You see how things work out for you. I'd love to see the Yankees finally do something like that. Cause you, you That'd be awesome. Get rid of the guys who you have who are pretty good, who are really good, but who are going to hold you back from being a World Series title contender. Mm-hmm. And they still keep Aaron Judge. Everybody's happy, and they just, yep. and they do a lot of and they big got, moves that can potentially make them a really good team. I just unloaded $50 million a year off your payroll. Sure did. Go spend. Congratulations. You can go get your number two pitcher. You can go get your shortstop if You're you welcome. want to. You're welcome. Save the Yankees. I like it. I like Hashtag it Hashtag save the Yankees. Biggest midseason fall off in the AL, the Mets award. The Yankees. Again, I think the Yankees are in it just like everybody else. I think the pitching falls apart on them. And when the pitching falls apart on them, they run back to fourth. And they go from being a team that's in the mix and looking like they're going to – a team that finishes around 500, maybe a couple, maybe 85 wins. Mm-hmm. After they trade off a whole bunch of pieces, I'm going Yankees. Okay, Dennis, I'm gonna go with the Twins. Um, they're one of those weird teams that was randomly really good a few years ago. They've fallen off since then. Adding Correa, I think, is gonna give them some excitement early on in the season. But then as the season goes on, they're just gonna fall off and keep falling and falling as the White Sox just take a bigger lead in the yeah. uh, division. I see that. I like that. It's, it's interesting. Solid one. Uh, for me, this team, kind of in the same boat as the Yankees a little bit to me. I consider the Yankees, but and, – and I think it's, it's, it's exactly the same situation. They could have a great team and also be in contention for the division. Yeah. But they could also fall off yep. quickly. The Angels. Because – that we've seen it a million times. They get injuries. Their pitching isn't there, and they could have a great first half and then not being intentional in the second half. And it, and if you really look at it, the Angels and the Yankees are very similar. Great lineup, not enough pitching. Oh, I think. That, and, and I think you the, could even say the that the Angels, Angels are in, in better. Position. I think the Angels have better pitching. I, so th- that was what I was to say. The Angels, you could say actually have a better better pitching, but I just I feel like the injury bug is always a thing for them. Yeah, and I could see it being a problem for sure, a hundred percent. Biggest biggest midseason fall off NL. Uh, for me, I picked the Padres. Um, great, great choice. Yeah, it's just they're they're a good team. They have everything on paper, but they just don't seem to have that it factor that they need to get through a 162 game season. I too picked the Padres. Great choice. I picked the Phillies. <laughs> I am consistent. Uh, for me, it's the Phillies. Again, I could see that their bats are going to be hot. They'll, they'll get through the early part of the season, and then you'll remember that their number two starter had a mid-four ERA season last year, and their best player had the greatest season of his entire career and is due for some regression, that their big free agent signing of the offseason in Cassianos, it played outside his frame and was almost 100 OPS points better than his career average. Probably not going to happen again. Um, <laughs> Schwarber is is there, right? Yes. So who has had issues staying healthy at times throughout his career when he's had to play all the time and swing all the time or remembering a hot 
moment in his career last year where he hit like 15 home runs in three weeks and was nuts and everything was great. And it's like, well, what did he look like when he got traded? Not the same player. I'm just saying, I think the Phillies are overrated as hell. They'll be there and then they'll drop. Cool. Can't wait to see. Drop like a stone. Drop like a stone. This was great. This was this any, was any other, not great. This was actually painful. It's been hard for me to sit across from this entire That's time. fine. Is there any other extra uh, categories you want to add? Uh, most inconsistent podcast host. I, I, won. I vote. I vote. I vote for J Money. I accept. I accept the nomination. Thank I can't you. believe you, all of those choices that you made down the line. I, I'm gonna. Mm, mm, mm. Am I nuts, guys? So that's what I want you guys to leave in the comments. That's what I want to be when somebody looks at this on Instagram, YouTube, wherever you may find our podcast. Am I nuts, or was his list crazy? See you next time. Make sure to like and subscribe. Later. Baseball lifestyle. It's my lifestyle.